In this inspirational episode, we dive deep into human connection. Warriors must strike a balance between human connection and violence of action. At the core of a warrior's heart is respect for humanity and a true sense of caring for others. Our special guest today is Joshua Coburn. He's a speaker, a mentor, an author. He's an athlete and a world traveler who lives a life that embodies the warrior spirit. His work has impacted the lives of tens of thousands of people all over the world. I want you to join us in this conversation where we discuss the warrior mindset, confidence, discipline, fitness, stereotyping, compassion, and we're going to give you tips on how to apply key life-changing strategies into your life. Stand by. Welcome back to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am your host. Check this out. For you newbies that have just stepped on and started walking in the warrior's path here, listening to our shows, following our movement, let me tell you what we are about, what this podcast is about. We are all about forging men, yes, men like yourself, into modern-day warriors. We take the average man into the world of the warrior. We dive deep into the warrior mindset, into self-discipline, into self-confidence. We talk about strengthening our fortitude. We talk about strengthening our courage, right? These things are all part, key components of living a warrior lifestyle. Let me tell you what we're not about. We don't pussyfoot. We basically tell you exactly how shit is, and sometimes we will smack you and throw it right in front of your face, whether you like it or whether you don't. It is what it is. Guess what, gentlemen? I am here to man you up, to have you take that next step into becoming a warrior, a man with ethics, a man with honor, a man with fucking self-discipline that is going to carry you to that next level that's going to help you be successful to have that self-confidence and that mindset to get you up to that next level where elite warriors in this world function and operate day in and day out if you're not about that this podcast is not for you All right, brothers, I am so charged up for today's podcast. I got to tell you, there is a lot of energy behind this. Josh is a man with a tremendous amount of energy and a huge heart, right? We're talking about human connection. This is a key component that is not talked about much, but the warrior must carry that. That selflessness, that caring for others, this is what we are all about. I do this podcast because I care about you guys. I truly care. And the emails that I have received and the DMs that I receive, some of them are so touching that I show my wife and I just like read them with such heartfelt intensity. And it just makes me feel great. And it makes me feel like truly I am having an impact out there. And this is what this man of war movement is all about. It's all about getting you to a level that you can call yourself a man of war, a warrior. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor while I bring you this energetic episode. Every single one, we're talking about 62 of them, by the way, I do it for free. The only thing that I ask in return from you is to do me a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. That's paying your dues. That's it. 
I just ask you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe so you know when this podcast is being released so you can listen to it. I'm not going to let you down. Trust me, every week you're going to have a couple of podcasts come hell or high water. I've kept my word and I've been there. I believe showing a structure and discipline approach to producing podcasts. We're talking about the quality. We're talking about the content. We're talking about timeliness, right? So that is very, very important in my book. So check this out. The next thing that I want you to do is give me a follow at Man of War. That's with two R's. Man of War with two R's on Instagram. All right, I am living it up there. I am basically there. Uh, I would say 75% of my posts are go there. And I would say that a good portion of my DM and interaction with my tribe, guys like yourself, goes through Instagram. While I say Instagram, I have also just fired up my Facebook group, uh, it's called the Brotherhood of Warriors. All right, we have over a thousand men in there right now. It's called again the Brotherhood of Warriors. Go check it out. I believe the uh, URL is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Brotherhood of Warriors. All right, we have uh, I believe about eleven 1, hundred men right now involved in that group. So the final thing is this. All right, go check out the Warrior Development Academy. I got to tell you something. If you have not done so already, you're losing out and you're missing out. All right. It's absolutely free for the first two weeks and then it's $47 a month. But what you get, you're getting video lessons, you're getting webinars, you are getting basically immersive networking with other warrior minded men. It is a phenomenal way to start walking the warrior's path. Go check it out at forgingawarrior.com. All right, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. You're going to love it. Whip out your pen and paper and start taking notes. Joshua Coburn, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brother. It's an honor to have you on. Absolute pleasure, man. Thank you so much for the consideration and in, in having me. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Awesome, man. Yeah, psyched up, no doubt about it. We were speaking before uh, we started recording this show, and the beautiful part about it is, is that you're a warrior-minded man, and you're going out there, you're helping others, you're leading the way uh, to inspire other men and, and, and individuals out there. I love what you're doing, the way you've branded yourself. So what I want to do here is this, for our audience that might not know you, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, my name is Joshua Coburn from kind of a, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of a, a high level look at what I do. It's my job to essentially change lives. I want to leave the world better than I found it, essentially. I want uh, a legacy to be left on the lips of the people that I meet, a positive legacy. So, you know, on my tombstone, I wanted to say, you know, live lived one life, changed many is essentially my goal. And, and I do that through a lot of different methods, whether it's through social media, through fitness, through um, motivational speaking. I speak at high schools all over the country and junior highs often to reach the youth. Uh, I go out and help the homeless. I do all kinds of things. So any way that I can get out there and shake the hands of people and get in front of them, I definitely do. So tell me something. How did you one day wake up and say, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to inspire. I want to motivate. I want to just go out there and help people. Uh, absolutely. Well, well, we'll get deep here real quick. Um, it was, uh, I think it was September 5th of 2011. Uh, I came home from work and I'd been living a life that 
I didn't love. I wasn't being accountable for that life. I was wallowing in my own self-pity. And I believed the words that other people had said about me, that I was worthless, that I was pathetic, that I was ugly, that I had no future, and all these other things. And ultimately, I let those things churn and burn in my mind for so long that I absolutely hit bottom. And when I hit bottom, I, boy, I'll tell you what, I mean, I sat down and I wrote a note in my kitchen telling my family and friends that I wasn't going to be here anymore, and I was done. And right when I finished writing that note, I put the, you know, the, the pen down and I turned and I looked at the clock and it had been 90, about 90 minutes since I got off work. And 90 minutes was about the time I chilled out before I went to bed. And my anxiety at that time was so bad that it essentially saved my life because I stayed in that routine so hardcore that I'd get off work, I'd chill out for a while, then I'd, I'd go to bed and I'd get up, I'd wash, rinse and repeat basically. My anxiety was like, you can't do this. You can't end your life right now. You have to go to bed. That's what you do. You got to go to bed right now. And it's like screaming at me. And I did. I went to, I went to sleep. And uh, when I woke up hours later, I just felt different. And it hit me that, you know, when I turned, I remember putting my feet down on my nasty green shag carpeting and thinking, gosh, you know, I feel lighter because I'd spilled my guts. I stopped holding it in. I wrote it all down. I put it out in the world. And I thought, you know what, if I can take responsible for, you know, take responsibility for ending my life, what the hell is going to happen if I take responsibility for living it? And it was in that moment that everything changed. Well, that's pretty powerful. I mean, you know, it was an experience in your life that really kind of clicked. And all of a sudden you just say, you know what, I got to wake up here and and make this change you know it's time to to be different because i don't know if you agree with me here joshua but for the most part most people repeat their daily action over and over and over and they stay in this rut and you know they claim that they just can't you know move forward in life but the reality is that you know you need to change what you're doing you need to step up Absolutely. I, I, I hear it a lot too. Um, you know, I get a ton of DMs. I spend about two and a half, three hours every day answering uh, direct messages and emails and everything on social media, etc. And I hear a lot like, hey, I'm stuck in this rut. I, I can't change, etc. And then, you know, you'll toss out some options or ask some questions and they'll say, yeah, but, or I, I'd like to, but. And it's like, look, you can't expect a change in your life if you're not willing to make a change. That's what it comes down to. You're absolutely right. And you have to not bite off a huge amount at first or you're going to quit. You know, I, I'm, I'm all about climbing mountains, but I can't climb those in, in a single bound. I have to take small steps up the trail to get there. And that's what a lot of people, I think, don't understand that, you know, big life changes don't happen overnight and they take real small steps of progression to make that happen. So talk to me a little bit about society nowadays, a younger generation you know, a lot of people talk about their mindset, they're entitled, or for whatever reason, you know, they, they just want, you know, everything, you know, given to them and they don't want to pay their dues and go out there and work. You know, I'm not in total agreement with that, you know, some that I agree with, but but what's your take on our society and the new generation? Uh, you know, what I see is that, to be honest, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, every millennial is entitled and 
you know, thinks that they should have everything handed to them. Because, I mean, we all know that that's painting with a broad brush. But for me, I think it really comes down to the simple fact that there's no one out there teaching young people how to make those decisions. As, as parents often say, well, I want my kids to have a better life than I have. I want to give them a better life. That's great. But if we're not giving them the same lessons, where does that leave us? And in my opinion, it leaves us as a society and, and students and the youth lost and expecting instead of you know, focused and hardworking. And those are two very different things. And if you're going to give somebody a better life rather than show them how to work for a great life, I think that's a problem. And that's what I see. So when you have people come to you as far as, uh, you know, I'm sure you have people from all facets of life. I mean, typically when someone comes up to you and says, hey, Josh, you know what? I need help. I need some advice on, you know, getting off my ass, getting off and doing something with my life. I've been dragging around for whatever, 10 years. You know, what's the first thing that comes into your mind and you say, bang, you know, the, f- the first thing I do is ask a question, and that question is, do you want a new life, a different life, a changed life more than you want the life you have now? And <laughs> many people often come back with, wow, I never thought of it like that. And for me, it comes down to one thing. If the answer is yes, you're going to get off your ass and you're going to do it. If the answer is no, I'm really comfortable with how this is, even though I hate it, well, nothing's going to change. So how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to lose weight? How bad do you want to change your diet? How bad do you want that goal? How bad do you want that job? Whatever it is, that car, anything. If you want it bad enough, you're going to make that shit happen, period. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I see it every single day in people. And um, even today, you know, I mentioned in, in my post that someone brought up the fact that, you know, for every thousand people, or for every one person that makes it to the level that I'm at or other people are at that quote unquote are successful, there's a thousand or thousands that never do. And I'll agree with that. And I think it comes down to the fact that they just didn't want it bad enough. They were willing to settle. I I'm, I agree. I mean, the bottom line is you have a very small percentage of society that's willing to go out there and do what it takes to get to that next level, to get stronger in mind, get stronger in body. I mean, you see it. I mean, look, you're a fit dude. I mean, talk to me about your fitness. Talk to me about how what, what you have gained from staying fit and living a healthy lifestyle. My brother, just a quick break in the action here. I want you to go to forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual, and I want you to pick up your free warrior guide if you've not done so already. It is packed with some very good information to set you walking in the warrior's way. Again, it's forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. Go get it absolutely free. For sure. You know, uh, a couple of years ago, my ex-wife, my now ex-wife, uh, she was a bikini competitor, and she didn't think she could do it. And I supported her all through it. And I watched her step on that stage and walk away with second place. And when I saw her do it, I'm like, holy crap, I'm missing out, especially after seeing some photos of me. And I kind of had that like early 30s sort of dad body going on. And I'm like, man, what am I doing? And I'll tell you what, I started doing it just to kind of 
get myself toned up to feel good. But what it's done to me mentally, even more so than physically, is it's reminded me that not only am I as sharp as I need to be mentally, but I'm driven that I will do what it takes because, you know, I set new goals every week, every month, every few months, and I'm still learning. Like this is a a fairly new journey for me in, in fitness. And to see the physical changes, to realize, oh, crap, I got to go shopping. I got to get new shirts or new pants because they're not fitting anymore because of growth is is a massive uh, reminder that it can't be handed to you. Like, there's a lot of things to, to our conversation earlier. People want a shortcut to fitness. And you know what? It doesn't exist. If you want to have a nice car, sure, you might be able to convince your spouse or your parents or somebody to buy that for you. But fitness, you can't, you know... Your, your mom and dad can't pay for that to happen. That's you a great point. That's a great up. point. Yep. Yes. It's, and to me, it's the only thing that kind of separates the men from the boys, if you will. When I walk into the gym and I see somebody who's 350 pounds in there every day, just slaying it every day, and they're making progress and they're doing it, like those are the people that I respect, you know, that, that are just kicking ass and taking names because again they know they have to earn it and when you ask them what are you here for i just i got it i had to do a lifestyle change what was the you know what clicked for you i knew it was only on me i had to do it it was it was about losing the weight more than it was about sitting there so that's why when when anybody says hey i want to do this well do you want it worse than you want everything else because if the answer is no you're not going to do it and that applies especially to fitness in my opinion what do you think is what holds most people back from really being successful in their lives, really being, you know, go, taking that next step to fitness, getting really good shape. I mean, th- there's a difference between a dude that goes to the gym once a week and, you know, works his nine to five job versus a guy that's going to the gym three, four, five times a week, you know, is vibrant in his job, has that vigor, has that drive, you know. What do you see out there, being that you're dealing with people all the time uh, with issues like this, that is stopping most from going forward and, and, and becoming the best that they can be? Honestly, I see it as, as the, the number one thing is self-confidence. They just don't believe it can be done. And, I mean, of course, that brings into a lot of other things into play. You know, maybe they're not surrounding themselves with supportive people or good, good people. Um, you know, maybe they were never raised to be optimistic. I mean, there's so many bits and pieces, but it, what to me, what it boils down to is self-confidence. If you're not giving yourself any kind of positive reinforcement, because it's nobody's responsibility to do that for you. So if you're not willing to say, hey, look, dude, when you're looking in the mirror, like, look, buddy, if you want to do this, you got to get your ass moving. Get those fucking pants on and get out the door, get into the gym, do whatever you got to do. You're going to kick that ass, so go do it. You know what I mean? And if you don't have that self-belief or the willingness to even have any kind of positive self-talk, you're just not going to do it. And almost always, most people just say, well, why should I even try if I can't do it? It's like, if you, you know, how do you know you can't do it if you haven't tried? And that's, I, I don't know. I mean, the bottom line is I just feel like people don't have the confidence, don't have the self-belief to make it happen. They just feel like it can't. It's not for them. Other people do those things. Talk to me about mindset. What What is mindset for you? Uh, mindset for me, man, I could go on <laughs> all day. So, so stop me if I ramble. But, you know, honestly, 
every single day when I get up, I am absolutely pumped. I never lay in bed an extra 10 minutes. I never like get groggy. I'm even if I didn't sleep, I didn't sleep with a shit last night, but I got up this morning ready to take on today. Awesome. And, and love that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a matter of like uh, going back to, to, you know, 2001 when, when I said that, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to be here. I was ready to check out. I know what it's like to, to feel at bottom and to feel worthless or like you don't belong anywhere. Or you have no purpose. And I know what my purpose is. I know I fucking belong here and I know I got shit to do and I got to take it to the next level every single day. And it's not only for me anymore. It's not just me. I mean, there's a whole world of people watching that rely on my morning post to be like, all right, cool. He's here doing it. If he can do it, I can do it. Cause I'm just a normal dude. Like I'm no different than anybody else. I got up this morning, put on my shoes, put on my pants, did my morning positive post, which for the record, uh, those posts that I do every day on social media, those aren't for the world necessarily. Those are for me. Those reminders every day are my positive self-talk. Awesome. I started to share them. So I was holding myself accountable and now I'm even more accountable because there's you know, hundreds of thousands of people a week that interact with those posts. So I have to get up and I have to do it. And I have to stay on top of my game, not only for me, but for them. And it's helping me live my best life. So those that don't think it's possible, they're already shooting themselves in the foot. You know, if everybody thought it was possible and everybody put in that work, I can't even imagine what the world would be like. But unfortunately, that's just, you know, based on the math, that's just not going to happen because the world isn't built that way at this point. Society isn't built that way at this point. So you say you wake up and basically you you don't even lay in bed an extra 10 minutes, even after having shit sleep. All right. So right. In, in my book, that's called discipline. Right. Do you have you have that discipline, you have that structure, and then on top of that, you have the mindset, right, and the fortitude to get the fuck up, right, and do something and take action. So my question here is this, is how do you tell someone that is clueless, right, how, how do we instill discipline in these people? How do we bring it to the table and give them some type of structure? Give me maybe a couple of ideas so our listeners could, you know, could say, all right, well, I can apply this. Give me something. Yeah, accountability. Accountability is everything, whether that's accountability to yourself or someone else. And the example I can give you right now is I'm working with this gentleman who reached out to me. I hadn't seen him in years and years and years. He's like, hey, I got all these problems, and which I won't dive into, but he's got all these issues, and I can't even get out of bed by 10 a.m. to get to my job on time. I can't even do that. I was like, all right, well, that sounds like a good place to start. Do you agree? And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. How do you expect me to get up if I haven't been able to do it the last year? I'm like, you need to message me no later than 10.05 tomorrow morning. And you know what? Every single day since we started that, I get a message on my Facebook Messenger from him saying, hey, buddy, I'm up or I'm, I'm here. Or, or it might be like 10.04 is what he'll send me because he's up and he's doing it and he's making it happen and he's accountable. To me right now, eventually to himself, because he'll start to see what he's earning. He'll start to see the progress and the change, and it's happening. And sometimes people are afraid to admit that they have to start that small. We all have to start somewhere. And if that's how small you got to start, that's still fucking progress. That's still learning discipline. That's still learning accountability. 
So get the fuck up and send that Facebook message to that dude to say you're up at 10.04 or whatever, you know? I think the accountability is what matters. So so that's huge. I mean, we're talking not only the accountability part, but surrounding yourself, right, with individuals that are going to boost you, they're going to hold you accountable, and fuck, they're going to tell you straight up when you're lagging. So how important do you think it is to really surround yourself with people like that? Uh, I think it's I think it's absolutely hugely important. Um, I, I don't know how many photos you've seen of me necessarily or, or those listeners out there, but you'll see that I have a tattoo on my forehead that's three dots, um, three black dots. So those represent your body, your mind, and your environment. Those are the three things that make us human beings complete individuals. How we treat our mind, how we treat our body, and the environment we surround ourselves in or place ourselves within. And part of that environment is the humans we surround ourselves with. And I always talk about friending up. All of my friends generally are better at most things than me. They're smarter than me. They're better at business than me. They're better in certain areas of life, fitness, whatever, than I am. Because if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong damn room, unless I'm there speaking and, you know, on a specific subject, because obviously, you know, I got a lot to learn about every subject, really. But those people push me to be better. And I like to talk about, you know, oversell yourself, because if you have to rise to yourself, you know, if you say, yeah, you know what, I, I can do that. I'm capable of doing this. Even if you've never done it, you have to be disciplined enough to rise to that occasion and get better. And if you have good, supportive, smart individuals around you, you can ask their advice, you can ask what worked for them, and you can start getting there. So I'm 100% on your side with that. That's awesome. And, and what I love about one of the key components of what you said, you if you are the smartest guy in the group that you're hanging out with, or you are, you know, if we're talking financially, you're the guy with the big buku bucks, you're the guy that knows it all, you're in the wrong fucking group. Right. Absolutely agree. I mean, you can be a big fish in a small pond all day long, but the second you get thrown in a big pond or the ocean or a lake, yes, sir. boy, you're, you're now a small fish and you got a lot to learn. And if you're not in those places, you're not growing, you know, and I think that's a, a bad place to be. And I'm not saying that, you know, you abandon all your friends once you hit a certain level. No, you reach down and you grab them and you pull them up to the, you know, up to the top of that mountain with you and be like, hey, I know you want to do this. I just met this dude he's great i'm gonna introduce you you know you can't step on people on the way up you got to bring them up with you that's how this works yep yep i agree if you can do that you're really at that point inspiring helping others and then you're bringing others up with you which is which is so important and we see a lot of lack of that people unfortunately stepping over each other to boost themselves higher and in the end, my mentality is like this. There is always going to be someone richer, smarter, better looking, you know, more fit, better fighter than you. Right. Bottom line. So, I mean, if you can get that, you know, mentality and understand that, look, be the best you can be and stop judging yourself and comparing yourself to others. That's that's bullshit. All right. You know, when people start comparing, your, you know, each other. It, to me, that's just a, a, a way to really get out of sync and get out of harmony with life. And I, I, you know, I tell you right now, Josh, one of the most important things in my life has been to really stay focused in, on my growth so I can help others. I want to talk <laughs> a little bit about you as far as give me your daily ritual here, right? So, 
you know, you get up in the morning, give me the time that we get. I want to dive deep in here and how your day kind of goes about. Uh, absolutely. If, if I'm not traveling, if I'm around home, my day is up at 4.45-ish, 4.30, uh, jump in the shower, get my ass ready. Um, then I start work. Uh, well, then I, then I do my, my daily uh, Instagram and Facebook post, my daily, daily quote post and video that I record right after. I post those up or prep it to post. And then I dive immediately dive into work of some kind on my computer, whether that's emails or, um, you know, typical business stuff, you know, do, doing what I do. I do that for six to eight hours every day. And then immediately after, I head straight to the gym. Um, on rest days, it's usually food prep. Um, but uh, then I hit the gym, do that for usually 60 to 90 minutes, depending on what my goals are. And then back home, dinner. And uh, usually I read for an hour or so every night. I also answer all the DMs that came in, et cetera. So usually it's several hours between responses for, for most messages. And uh, crash out, repeat. That's exactly it. Now, do you have some type of agenda, some type of organized structure that you use? Um, I, I don't beyond I just do That's just what I do when I'm at home. You know what I mean? I don't... Uh, I don't lay it out specifically as, you know, this This is what I do at this time. This is what I do at this time. It just kind of falls into place that way. And like today, you know, doing this even, you know, I'm, I, because I am so disciplined a lot of the time, like I'll be an hour later to the gym, you know, so that, and that's okay. It doesn't change my life. It just, you know, backs everything up an hour. I'm not going to go to bed, you know, and leave things undone. Every day I know what my goals are. And those will be done before I lay my head on the pillow. That's awesome. So you wake up and you have your goals set. You have your goals set for the day. And no matter what, your head does not go on that pillow until those goals are absolutely accomplished. It, that's exactly right. I mean, if I'm driving somewhere and I have a flat tire and that delays me by two hours, you know what? I might pick up some time here and there, but I'm probably going to bed two hours later. Very cool. Very cool. So that is that is a true structure. I mean, when you're looking at, you know, having a life where you just know that one hour is going to push you back one hour throughout the day because you're so structured and you're going to accomplish your goals day in and day out. That's that's badass, man. That is an absolute warrior mindset, warrior structure across the board. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, I, and I work at it. The, the other thing, too, that you know, we're, we're not talking about that uh, we've alluded to a little bit, though, is like, even though I know that's the case, if I have to run to the supermarket and I run into somebody who needs my time, I will stand there and talk to them and give them my time. Because at the end of the day, whatever I have to do, going back to my ultimate goal, leaving that legacy, making sure people have a positive interaction, I could be like, look, dude, I know you want to talk, but I got these goals. I'm sorry, I'm out. I could do that. But what supersedes all of it is human interaction over anything else. If somebody needs my time in a parking lot somewhere, at the grocery store, wherever the hell I'm at, they'll get my time because humans deserve that time over anything else. That's awesome. So you, you really prioritize that human communication, that interaction. And um, I'm going to kind of go down a road here. Um, and what I see a lot in our social media, our social media society, is exactly the opposite. You know, we're losing less contact 
uh, literally face-to-face contact, we're losing uh-huh. and disconnecting from that human portion, right, of being able to connect with one another because everything is, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you have that disconnect. Even though a lot of the guys are, you know, they're they're elite guys, they're, they're, they're doing things to help others through these social media, I believe based on what I have seen out there that unfortunately they there's a little bit of a disconnect with face to face right yeah i mean i tend to agree we're more connected than we've ever been but we're less connected than we've ever been if that makes sense absolutely and uh you know for me it's really important like if if i recognize you if if i'm aware of you you know from social media and i see you in public i'm not going to avoid you i'll probably walk up to you and introduce myself be like hey you know i follow your stuff i'm really pumped about it you're putting out great content i love what you're doing where i see you know people avoiding others that they see in you know the supermarket for example it's like oh man there's that person i I like everything they post but i'm never going to say what's up and you know i think there's a loss in that because you're learning so much about a human being but you're never going to fully interact with them so you think you know them but you you don't have any idea because, you know, social always shows maybe one specific side of yep. someone's life. Yep. You know, I try to try to show a well-rounded view of what I do. You know, I show myself at home grinding with my cat, you know, whatever. I, I also, um, you know, because when I'm sitting and I'm working and my cat's on my lap and I'm watching horror movies and that's what I do. So I share that because that's real life. And, you know, like uh, back in, I think it was October, it had been 17 years since I had a panic attack and I had one and I didn't jump on social media that day and post what I normally post about kicking ass and here's the things that help you and whatever. I jumped on and I said, hey guys, so I forgot some stuff, some things I talk about and I forgot to put them into practice and I had a panic attack and, and you know, you can see it. It's real. I'm, I'm emotional. And I'm like, it's been 17 years and I forgot the things I speak of. And I was trying to be raw and real because, you know, we all stumble, but you got to get back on the horse when you get bucked off. You oh, know yeah. I mean? No doubt about it. And, and it was through those moments for me that I like to be vulnerable through social. So then when people hopefully see me in person, they feel comfortable enough that I'm like kind of on their level or, you know, whatever it is, it's kind of holding them up from walking up to me. And it's funny because the number of people at meet and greets or at you know book signings or speaking engagements or just when I'm out in public that come up and like, hey, I don't normally do this, but you set me at ease. So I wanted to come say hello. That to me is the biggest win that I could have because there is less of a dis- disconnect. People do feel like they know me and like they can walk up because I am so vulnerable all the time. And I think that's what it takes. I mean, Life isn't freaking Skittles and rainbows every freaking day. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. And and the fact that you were out there and you were vulnerable, you know that that's huge. I believe that's the way you connect to your tribe, right? You connect to your people by truly being vulnerable. And it's great that you go out there and and, and you post things in you know in your house and you know whatever. I am still not there because I'm very new to this Instagram and I'm only maybe six, seven months into it. So, and I've always uh-huh. lived a very private life. So it's taking, you know, little by little, I'm getting better 
And, uh, you know, my goal is, yeah, it's to immerse my tribe and kind of let them into my world a little bit and let them know that, you know what, I'm human also. Yeah, I've done all these badass things and have all this experience and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm human. And more importantly, what I love, you know, that you said was that, you know, you go out there, if you fuck up and you stumble, hey, man, we're human. This happens. You know, you, hey, I stumbled. I didn't, you know, recognize sometimes my own words didn't catch up to me. And, hey, that's just the way the ball rolls. Now, get back on that fucking horse and start Absolutely. walking the path again. Yes, totally. And I, I agree with you. It's it's tough to be vulnerable, especially, you know, if, if you're talking the warrior mindset, a lot of times, especially dudes don't want to drop kind of that, you know, alpha facade. I get it. In certain situations, damn it, that's a big deal. That keeps you alive, you know. But at the same time, if you're with your comrades, if you're with your people and somebody needs you and, and you need to connect, man, if you got to sit there and hold your buddy and cry together... God damn it. That's the fucking strength. You better sit there and hold your buddy and cry together because at the end of the day, you're going to emerge stronger than both of you were in that moment. 100%. 100%. And, you know, we talk about, vul well, let me rephrase that. We don't talk about vulnerability enough. I think right. vulnerability is one of those, you know, second or third stage elements that kind of stays out. And, you know, in the world that I come from, which is a very you know, tactical, very, you know, law enforcement, military, hardcore martial arts mindset, warrior mm -hmm. mindset, we tend to lose vulnerability. Um, and not that we lose it as individuals, but we kind of put it in the back burner. And in my opinion, I believe being vulnerable, especially with people around you, like you just said, really strengthens you, really, really gets you stronger from the inside out. I definitely agree. I mean, when I'm speaking uh, at, you know, corporations or when I'm when I'm in high schools or whatever I'm doing, you know, I could be in front of 2,000 people. And there are times that I'll, I'll cry holding the mic because I'm talking about, you know, hard childhood experiences. I'm talking about, you know, those moments that I got, you know, a letter from a veteran in, in Iraq telling me that they wouldn't be here if it weren't for my daily posts or whatever, because that's, I mean, that hits me hard because I'm reliving those moments. But at the same time, it's in those moments that the entire audience understands that, okay, he's human, I'm human, We've, we're feeling the same things. And that bond starts to grow. And we can't, as humans, expect unity of any kind if we're not willing to drop the walls down and learn about one another and build a bond at the most vulnerable raw level. I mean, that's at least how I see it and how I've experienced it. People often ask, like, why do you why do you give people hugs so much? Because like, that's different. A handshake is distant. I'm gonna. I don't care if you're, you know, a six eight, three hundred fifty pound dude, and I meet you. I'll probably give you a hug because at the end of the day, man, that's you know, we're here, we're together. Let's do this. Let's kick ass together. Like, you mean something to me, and that's why we're in this space together. And you know, it's. Again, for me, it's just about that vulnerability, about that connection, about that rawness. That's awesome, man. Love that. Love that. All right. And talk to me a little bit about how you see the respect. All right. I want to get into respect. I want to, I think over the last, say, 15 or 20 years, 
respect has kind of depleted, maybe gotten distilled down to a level where I just don't see it out there that often. You know, we talk, we just talked about vulnerability, hugging, that you mean something to me, all that. But I'm also seeing the flip side out there where respect is not being shown. Certainly. Yeah, I agree. And I think that comes down to, again, uh, you know, if, if no one teaches the next generation what respect is, what discipline is, if we're not leading by example, then we can't expect the youth to have that. You know, people are always like, oh, the kids are different these days. No, kids aren't different. They're a clean slate, just like they've always been when they get here. We're different as a society, as humans. We're not doing the things we once did. And that's not to say that everything worked in the past, but if you want respect, you have to show respect. You have to lead by example, and you have to give that. And unfortunately, over the years, it, it maybe has depleted to some degree. Um, I mean, for, from my standpoint, I think it's, it's a very simple thing. So I think it's remembering to be kind, because if you're willing to be kind, that's showing respect. And you can learn it through kindness, through sharing, through those kindergarten things that you know, we kind of set aside in lieu of test scores, in lieu of education, you know, in lieu of that kind of stuff. It's like, gosh, what about those life skills? They're just being really left behind is how I see it. Respect in general, and this is my opinion. I'm going to throw my two cents out there and see if you agree with me here. I, I, I feel like at times our society feels that it's based on their position. For example, right. you know, it's kind of like a hierarchy. You know, if you are at a level, if you're a supervisor or you're a guy that is, you know, whatever it might be, you know, multimillionaire dude that's, uh, you know, elite level going out there, it's almost like th at that point, other people respect that, but it doesn't feed downwards. And I have a huge issue with that because I think respect and, and, and the way that I translate it and the way that I feel about it should come both ways. It doesn't matter whether you're a supervisor talking to a subordinate or a subordinate talking to a supervisor. I believe mutual respect is crucial in our society for us to, to grow and get stronger as a human race. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, uh, once again, we're all human beings. I don't care what level of position you hold in business or in life in general. Um, I mean, you know, you saw and mentioned earlier off air that, you know, I, I meet with homeless people. I don't, you know, I shake their hand. I give them hugs. I take photos with them with my arms around them. Do they smell? Are they unclean? Yeah, they are. They're all those things. That's, that's the circumstance. That doesn't make them animals or less than human. That makes them still human, just like, you know, anybody else that I meet. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people, or, or even like, you know, the memes you see about, you know, I was raised to treat the CEO the same as the janitor. All right, but here's the problem with even saying that, is that you've already separated them as human beings. And, you know, I'm not going get to in, get into, you know, the social hierarchies and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, I was raised to treat people respectfully. That's what that should say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter position. I was raised to teach people or to, to treat people respectfully. End of story. But I do think that 
one of the things that's kind of put a bit of a wrench in things is when you have social media, now I can lash out at somebody at a distance and not see their face and not have an immediate consequence. So now I'm less accountable, going back to that accountability. Right. So right. now I don't have to be as respectful because totally. there's no accountability in it. Yep. Now, talk to me a little bit about yourself here. You're a tatted up dude. You got a long beard. You have, you know, big earrings. You have tattoos on your face. You have, I mean, culturally, I mean, do you run into people that look at you and say, this guy's a, is a freak or, or, or make you feel uncomfortable or, or, or vice versa? You're making them feel, do you run into that every day or is it, or is it just a, a normal thing that you're just used to? Uh, I mean, I'm used to it at this point, but I do run into it every day. And I mean, that's if you're going to make the choices I've made to, to look physically the way I do, you, you can't be upset about people asking you questions or, you know, staring at you. Because, you know, when you're kind of an outlier, of course that's going to happen. It's new, it's different, it's interesting, you know, whatever. I get all those things. But when it does happen, I use it as an opportunity. Where some people might use it as an opportunity to get angry, I use it as an opportunity to kick down a door because if somebody kind of looks at me all weird or kind of is really staring at like my hands because I have implants on the backs of my hands, circular implants on the backs of my hands, they're looking at those. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you're checking out my hands? You know, pretty crazy, right? It's an opportunity to kick down a door and hang out with somebody maybe that you wouldn't have been able to before because their curiosity's peaked. I can read that in them. And they maybe would have never reached out. Right. So I can disarm the entire situation and just acknowledge it, let them know like, hey, I'm cool, we're cool, and this is what it is. Now they're educated about it, and now they'll feel comfortable maybe asking somebody else about it later if they see it, even, you know, rare or not. So for me, it's always an opportunity and kind of a challenge. You know, if I got a, a direct message uh, on Instagram last night from a dude who, who was like, I, you know, I saw a photo of this guy on my Explore page with you know, tattoos on his face and huge earrings. And I thought, gosh, what's this nut job hooligan got to say to me? And he's like, then I went through my, uh, or your feed, meaning my feed, and I started picking up tips and I started to feel better about my situation and yada, yada. And he was like, you know, I can't believe how much better I felt after reading through your page. And I responded back to him and he couldn't believe I responded. And we had a nice talk about things that he's going through. And at the end of that, he's like, look, man, you are a selfless human being was the last line he wrote me. Wow. And I was just like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know that I'm selfless, but I care about you as, as a you know, man to man. I've never met this person, but he's you know, somewhere in New York City. I was like, but I care about you. I care about your well-being and the things you're going through. And at the end of the day, that's my only goal. When I leave here, if I get hit by a friggin' bus tomorrow and I didn't respond to you because, and you were hurting, like what good did I leave you? I didn't. I didn't respond. So I always try to. So I don't know. For me, I guess that's what it's about. So the way I look is kind of a an in with people at times. Sure, I mean, it use, could be a hindrance, but no. But that's pretty. That's use, pretty cool. You actually o use it and you open dialogue, which is which is awesome. I, you know, I love that. You know, the the fact is that our society in general has you know a focused mentality and. It, when I when I say a focus mentality, I'm referring to more about you know they see a person and they feel hey you know what I'm going to judge this person based on the way they look, 
it's gotten better because now we have more individuals that are a lot more diverse, but they judge them based on how they look. Now, I'm going to backtrack on that, and I'm going to also say that there is a, um, being a police officer and looking at individuals, not that I judge them, but, you know, the old saying, if it's, you know, walks like a duck and it, you know, quacks like a duck, then it has to be a duck. There is a balance for that, you know, but it's not looking at somebody physically and saying, hey, you know, this person is you know, ABC, because for example, I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out there. Hip hop, right? Guys that right. have a, a, you know, they dress with the, with the pants and then the shoes and then the hats or whatever. Automatically, you know, people might say, Hey, you know, this guy is, it's, it's a gangster is a thug, whatever. But I've met a lot of guys that dress in hip hop that are articulate, successful businessmen that, ha- that you would not even th- think about, like saying, "Hey, these guys are in, in a negative culture." You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm assuming, Josh, the same thing goes for you when you have tattooed guys that that live that life, bearded dudes. That I'm sure that people view you at times, but you're smart enough to freaking open that gate and have a nice dialogue with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. People need to put you in a category to to kind of understand whatever anomaly you are you know what i mean i get that and and i welcome that because ultimately it it benefits me in the long run if people prejudge me and underestimate me it allows me to just blow them out of the water with what i'm capable of because i know what i'm capable of they don't they're assuming they know and that gives me an advantage that gives me leverage so that's a huge deal to me but i agree that you know i mean there's very few things with me that people can assume because, uh, I mean, just because I look the way I look doesn't mean I ride motorcycles, which is a thing that most people assume. I haven't been on a bike since I was like 12 years old. <laughs> and, and I like, I get it. I get the category I kind of pseudo fit in, but at the same time, like people are like, Oh, you probably listen to heavy metal music. Well, you're exactly right. I mean, I love metal. I love hardcore music. So, you know, I do fit some of those. So mm-hmm. like you said, if it walks right. like a duck, it quacks like a duck, etc. but we're dynamic human beings. We're not, you know, one dimensional like that either. So, but, but, you know, along those same lines, I see it a lot with women. You assume that if you're, you know, tall, blonde and attractive, you're, you know, you're probably in this profession. Well, (laughs) no, you could be, you know, a, a businesswoman doing accounting or finance or whatever. You're not a model or you're not just in fitness or whatever. She could be all those things as well. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of forget and they also forget to just ask because we're allowed to do that. That's awesome. That's that's uh, you know it's powerful to be able to say you know what that you know we as a society as human beings you know we need to be accepting of others as far as you know the way they look and not judge people so quickly. Now let me let me ask you a question here, and this is something that uh, you know because you talk to people and people come to you. What do you think nowadays is you know, when, when we look at, at our society in general, all right, what do you think is a number one fear out there for people? Like, why, you know, what is it that people are scared of? What, what is it that people have this, this overwhelming fear that I sense in our society? Uh, to be honest, I think it's more than anything, it's fear of judgment. Um, I mean, right now, 
you know, politically, uh, personally, through social media, everybody feels like they're being judged. And to some degree, we all are being judged and judging. But I think it's the fear of, if I say this, it's going to be out there on social media forever. If I admit to this, what's my political party going to think or my colleagues going to think? If I you know, choose to do this thing, then what happens with my parents' thoughts of me? Do they view me differently? Like, I'll be honest, those are things I really don't think about too much. Like, you know, the only fear that I have are things that I haven't done because I'm leveling up and now I got to really, you know, come hard with with the education and the, and the, you know, driven discipline to make it happen. That's where my fear comes in. I don't give a shit what anybody has to say about me because my skin's pretty thick. I've been at this for a while. But many people won't make changes in their life because, oh, what if I start going to the gym? What's my wife going to say? She's going to think I'm stepping out on her because now I'm trying to look better. And they'll never communicate it because they don't want to have that conversation because the confrontation over that judgment might be too much, even though that might not be the case at all. So sure. if, if I could say it's, it's fear of judgment, you know, at least in American society. Good point. Good point. All right. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all my guests here. And it's a very deep question. And I want you to take a second here and think about it. What is your definition of a modern day warrior? My definition of a modern day warrior. It's an individual who is willing to face any fear, climb any mountain, and to pull as many people with them as possible, to encourage, to support, to surround themselves with individuals and take them on that journey as well. To me, that's what any warrior is. Because if you're running into battle, if you're going to talk about it, you better be the first to run into that battle. Everyone else will join your team, will join your side, and will be ready for it if you're willing to do it first. That's to me, is the definition of leadership and being a warrior. Awesome. Love it, man. Absolutely. Josh, tell my listeners where they can reach you, where they can follow you, so they can uh, hook up with you and get some inspiration, man. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh, JoshuaCoburn.com is by far the best place to find kind of a very top level of everything in all my social media. But you can just find me on Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, um, under Joshua Coburn, just under my name. Um, otherwise, just Google me. You'll find articles and other things about about me, and that'll lead you where you need to be. I do still post every single morning, um, at least five days a week, uh, my, my motivational quote on social media, and I do a video to accompany that every day both for me and for my followers. So if you need some uh, kind of a boost in your life, man, that's absolutely a place to do it because when you don't have your back, I definitely will do my best to have it. Awesome. Love that, man. Did you write some books also, you said? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got uh, I got a few books out. I got my, my last book that was ended up kind of going a little crazy. It was called Inspiration on Demand, which uh, I'm currently sold out on joshuacoburn.com, but you can grab that on amazon.com and i haven't announced it yet but i do have another book that'll be hitting at the end of this year actually it's we're currently wrapping up design and and all that right nice, now so I'm nice. about that. yeah awesome we'll keep uh, our eyes open for sure for that one 
All right, my brother, I'm going to put all the uh, show notes and also the links back to, to you and your books and all that good stuff on our webpage. And uh, for our listeners, go check out the show notes there and you'll be able to link uh, to Josh, no doubt about it. My brother, it was an absolute honor to have you on, man. Some great stuff. We dove really deep in here. And uh, man, you're an inspirational dude for sure. Thank you so much, man. And like I said, it's a, it's a huge honor for me to be asked to be on. So I appreciate it greatly. Thank you. All right, man. Good luck to you, brother. Thanks. You as well. So there you have it. A great conversation with Josh, man. This guy can rock the house. He's a heartfelt speaker and someone that you believe in the second that you start talking to him very deep. I hope that you got some strategies and some ideas here, all right, to implement into your life, to take this action, all right, my brothers? All right. So before you go, please leave us a review on iTunes. Just take you two seconds. I mean, just go. The new app is beautiful. I mean, you just go in, boom, boom, you review it. It takes you literally two seconds. I would really, really would appreciate that. All right, and last but not least, give us a follow on Instagram, at Man of War with two R's. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory. 